welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Tuesday night from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, the best in the business since 1983 for nearly 40 years in Mount Juliet has Two Rivers Ford been providing you quality American-made Ford vehicles online at tworiversford.com as well. Of course, you know, to get in on all the action, you can go to DraftKings Sportsbook and use the promo code A2Z Sports, whether you're betting the Braves plus one and a half, as I did tonight, or whether you're betting the NFL, college football, the NBA, everything in between can be found in your DraftKings Sportsbook app using the promo code A2Z Sports. Of course, you've got the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans, the Nashville Predators, who are playing tonight, and A to Z Sports Primetime. GaryAshton.com is where you go to get the intel that you need to sell with the best in the business at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. We will spend, uh, you will spend a lot more time in your home as the weather starts to get colder. It's chilly out. It's 44 degrees when I left my house at 6.15 this morning. I was very comfortable in my home until I left my house because my home is taken care of by Brimac Mechanical. So let's get into the conversation about Adrian Peterson and the Tennessee Titans. So obviously, you know that they made the transaction official today. Adrian Peterson to the Titans practice squad, which is going to be uh, exciting to know and to watch because I'm pretty interested to see what he's got left in the tank at 36 years old. But a lot of people, and I'm sure a lot of you guys, and that's okay. That's why we're here to talk through it. Um, a lot of you guys are caught up in the name brand of Adrian Peterson alone because, and rightfully so, he's a 15-year NFL veteran at this point. He was Derrick Henry before Derrick Henry. In fact, they share similar running styles, and I wrote about that more specifically at a to zsports.com, which you can read after the primetime show concludes. Um, but it's not just Adrian Peterson who's coming in to spell Derrick Henry. It's Jeremy McNichols, and it's Deontay Foreman who was re-signed or brought back um, to the Tennessee Titans, again, on the practice squad today. So, this is going to be a running back by committee situation. And the question that I want to ask you guys, your Two Rivers Ford take, is this. Who will be the Titans' lead running back without Derrick Henry? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. I know the right answer, and I'm curious to know what you guys think. Um, you know, I guess I'm going to have to do this every night until you guys stop asking. Um, before we do the Two Rivers Ford take, let me know who you think the lead back is on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, I guess I'll have to say it again. I thought I said it um, summarily last night, but apparently uh, you guys seeing that he got waived today doesn't resonate in the same way. Makai Sargent, I'm sure he's a lovely man. Uh, we spoke to him after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. I think, if I recall, he had a pretty good game, but he didn't average uh, many yards per carry. He wasn't terribly effective. He's a high effort and high energy player. Makai Sargent, why no Makai Sargent, asks Sterling Tilly. He's a dog and and that's all well and good. He's got uh, he's got great character, great spirit, great effort, Um, but that's it. There's nothing physically great about Makai Sargent. Makai Sargent's not better than any of those dudes that I just listed off. Makai Sargent 
um, is a dog in the preseason against third and fourth and fifth stringers. So Makai Sargent and Mason Kinsey, just <laughs> the, the obsession of this fan base with those two players, when there's nothing special about them, completely confounds me. But if you want to, you know, go on grasping the preseason carries against dudes you never heard of that are, you know, and, and I mean this respectfully, uh, be accountants somewhere at this point or, you know, driving for FedEx or things of that nature. Like these aren't, these are not, it's not NFL caliber players that Makai Sargent was playing against in the preseason. So you grade on that scale and you understand that, yeah, he may be back and he may be back on the practice squad. And to his credit, he made the active roster to start the year, but it's not good enough. Otherwise he would have stayed, obviously. Um, so let's put that to rest and let's not talk about Makai Sargent anymore. Uh, for the situation with uh, with the Titans' backfield, who do you think should uh, should be the Titans' lead back in the absence of Derrick Henry? Your two rivers four take. While you guys give me your answer, and many of you have weighed in, we'll get to your comments momentarily right after I tell you about Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is located in Mount Juliet. It's been in Mount Juliet since 1983. It's been locally owned. It's a family-owned business by John Barker and the Barker family. They care about the community. They care about you. They care about customer satisfaction more than anything else, more than profit margins, more than uh, I don't know what else there is to care about in business, but they care more about you than they do themselves. And that's why you should trust Two Rivers Ford. It's why they're one of the most trusted names in Tennessee. Two Rivers Ford is in Mount Juliet. You can go visit them. You can do your window shopping online at tworiversford.com. It's an incredible place with incredible Ford vehicles, quality American-made Ford vehicles, as a matter of fact. So look them up, go visit them, go test drive a vehicle and find out about your their non-commissioned sales staff yourself, because I know that you will enjoy the experience at Two Rivers Ford. So, who should be the Titans' lead running back? Because I got a lot of questions about how this offense is going to change. And, you know, I think it's a fair question. And then, you know, you talked to head coach yesterday, and Mike Vrabel's basically telling you, yeah, we're not changing anything about how we run, how we do business. It's week nine. We are who we are. This team is built a certain kind of way. And whoever is going to carry the football, we're going to keep running the football. Before, about how heavily you all rely on him. I think you've even used the word that he's carried the team maybe in some games. How well equipped are you to continue to succeed offensively without yeah. him? You know, I think that we're going to have to be. We're going to have to be creative and we're going to have to figure out, you know, um, answers and way to, um, you know, move the football and, and continue to, to run our offense. Um, you know, and a lot of that um, is probably still up in the air, you know, about what we're going to do and, you know, game plan and, um you know who who will be in there, and then the bodies that we have um, available, and the and the ones that we may, you know, even eventually sign, um, you know, to come in here. You mentioned getting getting creative. I mean, how much midway through the season, how much can a team change its offense, and and how much would you want to change? I guess the style of offense. Well, I, I don't I don't know how much, you know, we're going to change. It's just by, you know, adding some things and, and doing some different things with with who we have in there. Um, not ready to commit to, to anything or a wholesale change. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams that, you know, that re- rely on, on a multiple backs, you know, to run the football uh, within their, their same scheme. So that's Mike Vrabel. They're going to run the ball with whomever they have available to them. And now they have available Jeremy McWeapon, McNichols, Deontay Foreman, and Adrian Peterson all day 
as he is known. So who should be the lead back for the Titans? Um, committee running back troops will rally, says Ryan Knight. Uh, for uh, for um, Jimmy Butler, it's McNichols. He's played good all year. For Brian Spivy or Spivy, however you pronounce it, forgive me, Brian. He says Deontay Foreman and uh, Derek Rhodes chimes in with the McWeapon, as does Carlos Reynoso, who says it's the McWeapon's time to shine. Um, here's what I'll say. It's going to be all three of those dudes. And hell, it may even be, I mean, it's going to be a little bit of Ryan Tannehill on the ground. It's going to be, um, if Kari Blossom game gets healthy, he can fun- function within this running game. There's going to be a lot of dudes who get carries in this offense at this point because nobody's going to replace Derrick Henry's volume, right? Derrick averaged 27.4 carries per game. It's outrageous. When I say 27.4 carries per game, that may not sound a lot like a lot because you're used to seeing Derek at 35 and 29 and 28 or, uh, you know, 26 on a broken foot, right? That's what he did against the Colts. But um, when you consider that Derek's averaging or was prior to being hurt and put on injured reserve, averaging 27.4, you look at Adrian Peterson and at the peak, at the top of Adrian Peterson's fame and skill and ability, In 2008, Adrian Peterson was averaging 22.7. That's almost five carries less a game than Derrick Henry was averaging before he broke his foot. So at this point, I mean, with with the Lions last year, he was the backup to DeAndre Swift, averaged about, uh, I believe it was 9.8 carries per game, if memory serves. So he'll be a backup, basically to Foreman, and Foreman will not be a full-time starter the way that Derrick Henry is, right? Derrick, Deontay Foreman's not going to get 27 carries a game. Um, and you may see Adrian Peterson get 10 or 12, depending on the game. And I think it'll depend on who they're playing that week. I think that these three guys have a different skill set. So AP is not AP or AD or whatever you want to call him. Adrian Peterson is not going to be the featured player in this rushing attack. He hasn't been a featured player in a rushing attack since 2018 with the the Washington football team. I think they might have been still the Washington racial slurs at the time. Um, uh, Jay McNichols is the lead back for Brad Benson. And really, they don't – I think the McNichols role stays the same. I think that you use the combination of Peterson and Foreman on early downs – and I think that you leave McNichols in his role as the third down, two-minute drill, obvious passing situation, running back. I think that's where he's best suited at this point. Um, all day for Adam Longoria. You guys are getting too caught up in the name. Don't do it. You're going to be disappointed when he's carrying eight times a game or whatever it ends up being. King Nat 666 says Peterson. Chris Frazier agrees. No love for Deontay Foreman. Well, I'll tell you who I think it's going to be. Maybe you already know what my answer is going to be. Here in just a second, right after I tell you about our friend uh, at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. Gary Ashton is where you go to sell your home for more in the Nashville real estate market. Nobody has better intel than Gary and his team. Nobody will work harder for you to make sure you have the best intel with on the best properties and help you sell your home for more if you're in the market to do so as you look for your next dream address without the stress. The best in the business is the Ashton team, Gary Ashton, and the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage at GaryAshton.com. So 
I mean, for me, it's Deontay Foreman. And for the Titans, it's Deontay Foreman. Like, he's going to be the lead running back in this offense. Now, will he have a more even carry load? Will Adrian Peterson do a little more, depending on how much Foreman is getting and how much they continue to carry? They they currently run the ball 32.5 times per game on average. Now, that's a much higher number than a lot of teams. And they, I mean, they're running the third most plays in football at this point. But that's because they've played three overtime games in eight uh through eight weeks of football will dodson jr asks is he wearing number eight yes indeed he is wearing number eight um the uh buck i agree but you asked for everyone's opinion some think it's going to be ap no i'm not i'm not dismissing people i'm just saying i'm surprised that people aren't thinking about this more rationally and listen i understand that it's not it's my job to follow the nfl every day to go back and research the numbers and to provide you information so I'm not upset at people for saying Adrian Peterson. I'm just surprised that more people aren't considering the fact that, yeah, he wasn't carrying the ball more than 10 times a game last year. So why would he go into an offense where the the, the, the uh, incumbent running back is carrying the ball 27 times a game and become the featured player in that offense? It's just not, it's not going to be so. Now, there may be days where Peterson gets more carries than Foreman. It's entirely possible. Again, I think it's going to be matchup dictated um, because they don't have just the one guy anymore. That's what's going to change about this offense. But really, not a lot else is. Um, Chuck D says, we need Julio to be on the field at the same time as AJ. <laughs> would make a difference, wouldn't it? Um, I think it's, I, I don't know. Julio at this point is week to week. And honestly, I don't know what the status of Ryan Tannehill is. I have no idea what the status of Ryan Tannehill is. He will speak to the media tomorrow. Um I'd be curious to see whether he's on the injury report because he ended that game with a neck issue and he was moving very, very slowly and stiffly um, when we met with him after the game. Now, I know that uh, I know that um, at this point, it's it's uh, it's too early to tell about the situation for uh, for Ryan Tannehill. So we'll continue to monitor it. Throughout the course of the uh, throughout the course of the week, of course, but for Adrian Peterson and Deontay Foreman, they're they're still in the practice squad, so they will they will come up at some point, both of them, um, because remember that uh, not only is Derrick Henry on IR, but Darrington Evans is also on IR and didn't seem to be making an impact when he was available to them. So uh, for the Titans, it will be Deontay Foreman first and foremost, and then it will be um, Adrian Peterson. And again, you may see a closer to even carry load. You may see Adrian Peterson get carries more than Deontay Foreman in one game or two. But as long as Deontay Foreman's healthy, he's going to be the primary running back in this offense and Adrian Peterson, his backup. Um, We should be very clearly, we should clearly bring in Cam Newton as a backup quarterback and running back. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. Although he was in town. He uh he was in town this weekend. It was at TSU's homecoming. Uh, actually, I saw, I uh, I had I had a source tell me that he was running around the Green Hills Mall. Um, Spiv is giving you a lesson on pronouncing his last name. Says Ryan. I, listen, I understand that you know I try my best to pronounce your guys' names. I have no idea how to pronounce. It's not like Facebook or YouTube or Twitch gives me a phonetic spelling. So you know I appreciate you trying to correct me. Um, in all likelihood, I'm not going to remember, and I'm just going to keep rolling and not get bogged down with with the show. So you'll have to, you'll have to forgive me. I don't mean any disrespect, but like, you know, there's, there's too many of you for me to worry about pronunciations 
at this point. Uh, for uh, for Derrick Henry, though, uh, this is going to be a situation where he's going to continue to to rehab. And while he does that, the Titans are going to have to learn how to live life without Derrick Henry. And it's going to be quite a task. But you can read more about the efficiency of Adrian Peterson and Deontay Foreman because I wrote about it at A-Z-Sports.com. Let's pivot and let's talk about the trade deadline because the NFL trade deadline uh, would uh, did pass today for the uh, for the Tennessee Titans and for all 32 NFL teams. So the question that I have for you guys in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, fair or foul, the Titans not making a deal at the deadline. You'll hear from Ian Rappaport momentarily right after I tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook and the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Promo code A to Z Sports is how you get in on all the action with our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. They are the best in the business. They are an official sports betting partner of the NFL. DraftKings will make sure that you are in on all of the NFL action with great promotions like the one that I'm going to tell you about right now. When you plug in the promo code A to Z Sports, DraftKings Sportsbook will allow you as a new customer to bet just $1 on either team to score in an NFL game. And if either team scores, you can win $100 in free bets. When the team scores, you score. You can also combine multiple bets from same from the same game for bigger payouts using same game parlays. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Simply download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A2Z Sports. Bet just $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code A to Z Sports, just as you see behind me and in front of me, this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So, fair or foul, Titans didn't make a move at the deadline. Let me know in the comments section. So to kind of update you on what happened across the trade deadline, uh, let's go to Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network. Yeah, and that is the way it is going to be throughout the balance of the year, though Houston Texans expected to try to trade Deshaun Watson again this coming offseason, and certainly as there was this time, there will be interest. As far as why Deshaun Watson was not traded, uh, there were a couple factors. First of all, uh, owner Stephen Ross of the Miami Dolphins, the interested team, the only team uh, that Deshaun Watson waived his no-trade clause to, he received permission to speak with Watson to get a better understanding of him as a person, but it only came last night. Certainly not enough time uh, to to maybe get to know him as he had wanted. And then there was the fact that Deshaun Watson had not settled his civil lawsuit, certainly more than played into him remaining in Houston at least through this season. We did have a couple other trades, though. Melvin Ingram, the pass rusher uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, former pass rusher for the Steelers, he heads to Kansas City for a six-round pick. Now, Ingram had been frustrated with his snaps diminishing with the Steelers, now bolsters a Chiefs pass rush. And then another move that wasn't a trade, but significant still, Deshaun Jackson, the speedster for the Los Angeles Rams, he had received permission to seek a trade a mutual situation. The team was fully on board with this. No trade happened in part because of his $2.7 million base and his age. He now is going to be waived, and we'll see if another team claims him or if he's able to be a free agent. 
So not a ton of uh, not a ton of news on deadline day. The biggest news is the player that didn't get moved, right? It was Deshaun Watson remaining with the Houston Texans. Now for the Tennessee Titans, fair or foul? The idea that they did not make an acquisition at the trade deadline. Um, for Tim Everett, he says fair. The value of players on your team comes from the draft. The cap limits trades and free agents. Got to treat the picks like they're gold. Well, you know the Rams don't, Tim. Um, so I understand what your logic is, and that that's a that's a pretty conventional way of thinking. And I'm not dismissing it because for a long time that's been absolutely so, right? But I think, I mean, the Rams don't have a first, a second, or a third round pick in this year's draft, and they stay competitive in the NFC West, which is the toughest division in football. They acquired Vaughn Miller yesterday, uh, and he's not like top-tier Vaughn Miller, but he's still really damn good, especially when you put him out there next to Aaron Donald and with Jalen Ramsey behind them. The, the Rams don't, and not, not every team does, in fact, most teams don't do business this way, but for... um. For the Titans, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't have had a problem with them giving up a, a second. I mean, think about it. Would you give up a, a day two pick for Von Miller? Would you give up two day two picks for Von Miller? Hell yes, is the answer. Um, now the Titans don't have that kind of a need at edge, and the financials make it more complicated. But the Rams don't have any money either, and they're going to find ways to make to make room for a player that they think is going to help them get over the top, get past the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, get past Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, further their hold on the NFC West and, you know, certainly uh, probably come after the Tennessee Titans on Sunday night football this week. So, you know, uh, it it may be fair, but I don't think it's for the reason that you gave, Tim, and I hope that that makes sense. Again, it's not, it's not overwhelmingly common to do what the Rams do. In fact, you know, the Rams scouting department is probably looking around like, what the hell are we supposed to do for the first two days of the draft? We have zero picks available to us. But you know, such is life. Have the Titans done really well with draft picks lately? Um, foul for Dom Odell. I think they could have done something. They probably tried, though. Yeah, they called around. They called around on a on a handful. Of, every NFL team does this, right? This is not this is not specific to the Titans. Every NFL team around the deadline makes calls. See what guys are asking for. See who's on offer. See um, what deals can be done with other uh, NFL front office people that they have relationships with on other teams. And the Titans did exactly that. And I don't know why they didn't make a move specifically. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I know that they were inquiring about several positions, mostly on offense. And I do know, uh, or rather, I don't know why they didn't make a move, whether it was the price was too high or they didn't necessarily like their options available on the market. Um, or, you know, the teams that they were interested in doing business with weren't interested in doing business with them. That's always possible as well. So when you look at the trade deadline, you know, it's, I mean, you guys were bent out of shape. I remember very specifically sitting in the Titans media workroom in the practice facility at St. Thomas Sports Park. I think this was the 2018 trade deadline, if I remember correctly. Because Golden Tate was available and got moved, and so was Demarius Thomas. And Titans fans in 2018 freaked the hell out because John Robinson didn't acquire Demarius Thomas, who was at the very end of his career by that point. I think he ended up on the Houston Texans. In fact, I think he, I think he caught a touchdown pass against the Titans 
which made that season, which made you all insane with rage. It was really, really funny to watch on the internet. But um, you know, obviously, his career didn't didn't go much further than that. And then Golden Tate went to the New York Giants, and all the good that it did the New York Giants to acquire Golden Tate, it didn't make much of a difference at all, right? So. You know, I understand um, why people get caught up in names and transactions. It's a lot of fun, right? And then when your team doesn't do anything, you get disappointed. But, I mean, nobody really did anything today. You saw the 49ers acquire a depth edge rusher in Charles Amenahue from the Houston Texans. You saw the Dolphins not trade for Deshaun Watson. And you saw um, you saw Melvin Ingram go from the Steelers to the Chiefs for a sixth-round pick. And then you saw Deshaun Jackson get released, and that was really – you know, that was deadline day. So plenty of teams didn't do anything. The Titans are not the, uh, they're not the exception to the rule. They're doing what most teams did and looking at their roster and be like, yeah, it's not that much better than what we have. It's okay. Um, so for me, it's, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Um, you know, if anything, I would have liked for them to, I think that it would have been good for them to acquire some offensive line depth with, uh, with how bad I didn't think that Dylan Raiden's uh, looked all that good um, on Sunday in Indianapolis. Now, Greg Cosell and I will break that down in more detail, and I'll and I'll hopefully get a better understanding from Greg about what happened on some of those pressures and sacks uh, with Ryan Tannehill because he was getting knocked around pretty good back there, and, and Dylan Radens didn't seem ready for the moment. And again, it's a small sample size, and they clearly don't think that he's ready, so it was a tough spot for him to – have to go out there. Stop babbling, says Dylan Kosick. Um, they literally pay me to babble. Hell, I mean, you guys, you guys don't personally pay me to babble, but yeah, they, I mean, they basically pay me to babble for five hours a day. So uh, there's a lot of good stuff in the babbling. It's just incumbent upon you to listen. So maybe you're not very good at listening, Dylan. And to that, I would say, you know, either keep up or keep it moving. What are you going to do? Uh, so fair, I think, at the trade deadline for them to not make a move. I don't think there was anything crazy out there. And I think that uh, from that standpoint, that the Titans were OK. Um, again, line line help would have been would have been line help or a tight end. And, you know, I came in this morning not thinking anything was going to happen. I said it several times throughout the course of the radio show today. Didn't think anything was gonna anything was gonna happen. These things can get like really down to the wire because once you know, like in, in any business deal, when pressure and a deadline is applied more in earnest, sometimes you'll see some movement out of that. But there were plenty of t- it's a lot of talk at trade deadlines, a lot of babbling at trade deadline time, and then nothing happens. And that's basically every trade deadline outside of European soccer uh, in sports. The NBA is pretty pretty much like that. The NHL. NHL, you see a little more, but uh, yeah, the NHL, I would say, is pretty good, but then you have to also be invested in hockey, which I don't think many of us are. Most, Some of us are, but not most. Um, baseball, from time to time, but nothing earth-shattering now would help the Braves, certainly their acquisitions throughout the course of the year. Um, it's really hard to bring in offensive line midseason. Yeah, that's true. And also, if teams have offensive line depth, they, they're not looking to give that up because they got the same problem. A lot of teams have the same problems as the Titans do. Uh, that is what I will say to you about this particular trade deadline situation. Uh, let's move on and let's do a quick gone viral video, shall we? And then I'll let you guys get back to the World Series, which may be the Braves to win up six, nothing in the top of the sixth. 
the gone by speaking of babbling um oh actually let me let me address this quickly uh and say because kent walker says buck you're sleeping on michael pruitt well um you know i think michael's fine i don't think i think you can find better than michael right i think you could have found a better option than michael pruitt out there uh it just depends on whether you're willing to pay the price and whether the difference in talent between michael pruitt and tight end x whomever that might have been um was high enough that they probably looked and again i don't know that they were specifically calling about tight ends i know they were focusing more on offense than they were on defense in doing their due diligence but um yeah i think michael's fine i think there there are better tight ends out there and i don't think that that's sleeping on him i think that's a pretty fair assessment of what michael pruitt is um okay let's move on and let's do the gone viral video shall we let's uh I don't even know how to ask this question other than to say, how well do you know the WWE? Because I don't know anything about wrestling, but this video is going to make you laugh out loud. So if you know anything about how many, or let me, let's do it this way. Cause producer Reed wrote my question. How well do you know the WWE Reed? Let's change that to how many professional wrestlers. I'll change my question in real time and read if you can do it elsewhere, that would be appreciated. How many professional wrestlers can you name? Because uh, I had a caller. I mean, the people that call into my radio show are crazy. Some of you watch the primetime show. You also call the radio show. Or some of you watch the YouTube or the Facebook Live or the Twitter version of the radio show. Because we're available on all those platforms, too. Um, but the calls today were ridiculous. The call, And, you know, most days the calls are ridiculous because people are calling into Sports Talk Radio between the hours of 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. Uh, I don't know what they're doing, but they're probably not doing it at work. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, the calls are wild. The calls are lit. And the question is how many professional wrestlers can you name? And I'm going to make, I'm going to, you're going to watch something that's laugh out loud. Funny has nothing to do with professional wrestling. Really. In fact, it has more to do with Derrick Henry than it does with professional wrestling, but we'll get to that right after I remind you about Brymac mechanical B R Y M A K Brymac.com satisfaction guaranteed on all of your H V A C needs the best in the business is Brymac Mechanical. They'll get you in your comfort zone. Three locations in Tennessee and in Kentucky. So give them a look online at brymakbrymac.com. Uh, how how many WWE wrestlers can you name? Um, Ryan Field says he can name 30 plus. Well, Ryan, you and Jeb in Columbia, who was a caller to my radio show today, you have that in common. Jeb's in Columbia up next. Hey, Buck. What's up? Hello. You got me, Jeb. You're on the air. Yeah. What's up, Buck? What's happening, Good buddy? To you again. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I, I just want to say, I, I didn't really agree with Bama today. Uh, I thought that was a pretty weak call. And, um, you know, with what's going on with uh, Derrick Henry and the injury this week and bringing down Adrian Peterson, uh, I'm thinking about, like, how short these guys' careers are uh, in, in real terms in the NFL. And would you agree that – you know, at the age of uh, like 30 or the young 30s, Derrick Henry would be, whether this is the injury that, that does it for him or when he gets out, he'd be a great member of like a, a professional wrestler. Like he'd be great in the WWE. I think with the uh, right direction, he'd be as big as a Hulk Hogan or The Rock or Nature Boy Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin 
or Mick Foley or Randy Savage or Sting or Eddie Guerrero or Sergeant Slaughter or Mill Mascaris or Chris Jericho or Ricky the Dragon Steamboat or Roddy Roddy Piper or the Ultimate Warrior or Andre the Giant or Bob Saget. He was still going. <laughs> How many? Yo, know, fade, fade him back up. See if he's still going. Steven. Calhoun or JYD or Quickdraw, Rick McGraw. Okay, or back, down, back down, back down, back down. That's perfect. That's so impressive. Jeb, thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Warrior Animal or Tony Gurria. <laughs> that is amazing. I think that's off, the, man. I think that's the best call we've ever gotten. That's incredible. I mean, he went, I think he went for for two minutes. I think oh it's been two God. minutes since he started naming those. Just naming wrestlers that I hate it here. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That was that was art. I, I was going to fade him earlier, but then I just wanted to see how many he could rattle off, and he just didn't stop. Hey, good for him. You know what, Jeb? Jeb gets the show. Jeb's a part of the bit because he knew what we were doing, and he went full throat into it. Rack him. Well done, Phenomenal. Just, just a golf clap. Mike's and Franklin up next. Mike, you're on the air. And Rob Van Dam and CM Punk and Moon Dog Scott and Bill Goldberg, Tito Santana, Psycho Sid Vicious, Conquistador Number One, Is this and Edge. Is this Jeff? Marcus Anderson, Bagwell, <laughs> and Mr. Fuji. This and man, Mr. I'm dying. Did Jeff call under an alias? I hope so. He told me he wanted to talk about <laughs> Titan Super Bowl hopes. He just said. And Coco Beware. Oh, I thought he ran out. And Captain Lou Albano. My call screener says Mike and Franklin false hope. He said he wanted to talk about the false hope of a Super Bowl. We got people calling in under aliases just to rattle off wrestler names. Bless you, Jeb, or Mike, or whatever the hell your name is. You are a hero among us, sir. Uh, that was some of the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. I could not stop laughing. And that's what you can experience with us from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone on my radio show. Insane callers from all over the place, including Jeb or Mike or whoever the hell that was. But our guy, I mean, he was so good. I cannot tell you. That's probably, that's one of my favorite moments. I'm going to remember that forever because I could, I can't name a single professional wrestler. I don't know. I never watched wrestling or wrestling in my life. But the fact that he played along with our bit that way, mwah. Chef's kiss. It doesn't get much better than that. Um, if you're a Braves fan, it doesn't get much better than 6-0 at the top of the six. So best of luck to those of you who are Braves fans as you try to close the Houston Astros out in game six of the World Series. Back tomorrow for another primetime show. We will uh, enjoy having you as a part of the proceedings tomorrow night. Radio show from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. Come hang out. Uh, and you can hang out with me and Jeb in Columbia and Mike and Franklin. They may be the same person, but it doesn't matter. Will Compton will be there as well. We'll have a great time uh, on the radio show. And a new episode of The Install with Greg Cosell of NFL Films comes your way at 6 p.m. tomorrow in your favorite podcast apps. Check that out, and we will talk to you tomorrow night on A to Z Sports.